You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Lately, in the last week, I just kept hearing the Lord say over and over again, humility, 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 humble yourself. And I know, I think, I think I've talked about it in the last little bit of how there's been you know, issues and and scenarios that the Lord has been working in my life where my pride has wanted to to rise up on the inside of me to protect myself. And I hear the Lord say, you're just going to have to humble yourself. And so this, this week, the same thing, I just kept seeing actually in my mind's eye, just the word humility, humility, humility. And in this hour that, that this would be what we choose it's something that's contrary to what the world does. Like, you do you, you protect you, you do what's right for you. And I just heard the Lord say that there's, there's this opposite spirit. In James 4, I, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from the beginning. And it says, what's causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and you wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within you should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. Thank God. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. It's such a sobering verse. But it it says that God opposes the proud. God will not partner with pride. He can't. In Psalms 138, verse 6, it says, Though the Lord is great, it's like though he's, he's mighty, though he's powerful, he cares for the humble. But he keeps his distance from the proud. Think about that. He keeps his distance. You cannot get close to God if you want to keep your pride. There is nothing as opposed to God as pride. 
self-centeredness, self-promotion, self-preservation. Proverbs 11 verse 2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. I think sometimes we don't recognize how big of a downfall is actually coming when we want to hold on to our pride. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. But we, we think here and there, like, I'll just keep, I have a right to this. I, I'm going to keep this. I'm just going to elevate myself a little bit. Or God puts on different things to say, hey, I, I, want you to, I want you to put that down. I want you to stop that. I want, I want you to, you know, issue forgiveness. And you're like, oh, I'm going to keep this. And the Bible so clearly warns us, no, that, that's going to lead to disgrace. In 2 Chronicles 26, verse 16, the whole chapter is about Uzziah and, and everything that he had done. Amazing things, built amazing things. But then it all of a sudden comes to this verse in verse 16 where it says, but when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. That's such a, that's such a powerful verse. Because so often we, me, you know, when, when, when I became pastor, there was nothing, there was no wisdom, there was no track record. I hadn't been a pastor before. I didn't know what I was doing. We walked into pastoring and my dad immediately has this massive stroke where we can't even access some of his brain, some of his memories to be like, dad, what about this? What happened here? I don't remember. There was nothing else to hold on to but God. And there were moments after moments of me being like, God, you got to give me a word. God, I don't know what to do next. I'm really scared. And, and moment after moment, he was so faithful and he would just show up. And he just led and guide every single moment. It was amazing. And then, and then the church began to grow, and it was like, wow, God, you're doing this, you know? And then one day this thought enters into me, what if I make a mistake and everything goes away? What if I make the wrong decision? What if I say the wrong thing? And, and all of a sudden this fear began to grip me, and the Lord shows up and says, do you think you had anything to do with this? So, so quickly... Pride can enter in and be like, well, I showed up. <laughs> but the, sometimes we don't recognize how much grace is on our lives until the Lord begins to remove it from you. When, when, when there's been times where it's like, okay, you're done in this area, and I kept doing it, where the Lord is grace removes um, off of your life for that. It's like you're not doing that anymore. All of a sudden you realize, oh, my gosh. 
it really wasn't me. It was actually all his grace. Even the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you, what you're good at, it's from God. All the gifts, all the talents, it's all him. And so easily we can, we, we, it just sneaks in. Pride keeps us back from where we're supposed to be going in the kingdom. And it holds us back from all the blessing that God intends for us. 1 Peter 5, verse 5 says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Pride is an enemy of God. And like we read in James 4, it says, humble yourself in the presence of God and he will exalt you. Humbling yourself and the presence of God are linked. They go hand in hand. Humbling ourselves is a bowing low. It's a setting, it's a setting ourselves down. It's a recognizing that I am nothing without you. Humility is the key to intimacy with God. And it takes humility to worship God accurately. This is a verse that just blows my mind from Proverbs 15:33. It says, "The source of revelation knowledge is found as you fall down and surrender before the Lord." Look at this. But don't expect to see Shekinah glory until the Lord sees your sincere humility. that the Lord sees that there is a humbling of ourselves and not, not only to the Lord, but to one another. That, that there is a cry right now being heard, like, like Tyrell said, there's a cry being heard of people calling for the presence of God. We know that there's a move of God. You can feel it, you know it. But there's also a humbling required of his people. And there's a humbling that can take place in so many different ways. And whether it's, whether it is forgiveness or bitterness or things that need to be released, it's like, you know what, Lord, I need to let this go. Or maybe it's a recognizing in your own life that you have built yourself up. Or that you're fighting for your own way. You're fighting for your own elevation. You're fighting whatever it is. That there's a humbling that takes place in his people in us that just says, Lord, I'm laying it down. I lay myself down. 
This is so beautiful. Psalms 57:15. Excuse me, Isaiah 57:15. The high and lofty one who lives in eternity, the holy one. He says this. I live in the high and holy place. Like I am high above. And he says, with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. He says, I'm with those, the humble ones. And I love this part because he says, I restore the crushed spirit of the humble, and I revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. This is so amazing because if you've ever had the Lord come and say, you know, when, I, when I've been in, in, at odds with somebody in the, in the summer, there was something going on that was just, it was so frustrating. And, and it felt like my character was being attacked and, and there was just so many things going on and it was like, God, I, ca I cannot believe that it's come to this. And I, and I could fight this. I could because it's so wrong I could I could I know exactly what I would say and exactly what I would do and I could do this and some are like you should do it and I was like you're right Ugh. and it would be easy you know and the Lord was like no you humble yourself well, maybe I could just tell people about it so others know that I'm good. No. And I remember going for a walk and I was just sobbing. It was like, because my character was being attacked and I'm not saying I'm perfect, dear Lord. There's lots of things you could attack. <laughs> but this I knew, like I, my, my best interest was at heart there, you know? And, and so I'm like, go for a walk, I'm sobbing, and it hurts. But I was being obedient in that moment to, no, you, you need to humble yourself. You need to obey me in this. And what's so beautiful about this verse is it says, he restores the crushed in spirit of the humble. That even though it hurts. The Lord says, but when you humble yourself, there's restoration that's taking place. I'm restoring things to you. I know it hurts. But I'm causing healing to come. And he says, and I revive the courage. of those with repentant hearts. So take heart that the Lord sees and he knows. In those places where you wrestle with obedience, but when you surrender, he, he knows. drawn to humil humility. He promotes the humble. He expands the borders of the humble. 
Proverbs 22 verse 4 says, true humility and the fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. Proverbs 15:33 says, the fear of the Lord, it teaches wisdom and humility precedes honor. Humility and the fear of the Lord go hand in hand. And here's the amazing thing is when we humble ourselves, we are the expression of Jesus. We are expressing who he is. When I humble myself to another, I am expressing Jesus. Look at this. Matthew 27, 42 says, He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So is he the king of Israel? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. So it's saying, that he saved others. He was willing to put others ahead of himself and not save himself. And, and society would tell us, no, save yourself. Right? Like when you're on the plane, they, the um, flight attendants, what do they show you? Put your mask on first. <laughs> But Jesus was willing to put others ahead of himself. In 1 John 3:16, it says, But this we know, love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Wow. But this is how we know love. This is how. That he laid down his life for us. So you ought to do. What does the Bible say? They will know us by our love. <laughs> Close. <laughs> they will know us by our love for one another. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. So you ought to do the same thing. How will they know us by our love? What does love look like? Me laying down my life. Me humbling myself. One to another. That's what the Bible says. Humble yourself one to another. Philippians 2.7 says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even death on the cross. He humbled himself. How did he humble himself? By becoming obedient to death. Humbling. Ourselves means dying to our pride.
to what we want to hold on to. But I should be seen or I should be able to fight this. But what needs to happen is God, what needs to be laid down? What needs to be put aside? What in my life am I trying to hold on to? Because I feel like it's my right. Matthew eleven twenty nine is Jesus. And Jesus actually tells us who he is in this verse. And Charity said it, and, and Joel said it today. And so I'm going to read it again. I love how the Holy Spirit works. But Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Jesus. I've heard this is the only time that he really says what his character is, and he's, he, he identifies himself as humble. And I'm gentle. And you'll find rest here. And I don't want to say this is revelation, but as I was reading it, I thought, the more humble I become, do the more people that I meet feel at rest when they're with me? The more humble I become, do I become a safe place? I'm humbling myself to someone else and deferring to them and making sure they be lifted up. That's the very nature and character of Christ being revealed in us. I'm almost finished. Humility is not a facade. A lot of times we think that humility is looking poor or being sad or being down on yourself. That's not humility. Bill Johnson said, it's easy to think that being constantly aware of my faults and weaknesses was humility, but it's not. If I am the main subject talking incessantly about my weaknesses, I have entered into the most subtle form of pride. This is so good. True humility is not the absence of confidence. It is strength restrained. It's being brought into the submission of Christ. And it is living from a place of gratitude and recognizing that everything I have is from him.
my last two verses, Philippians 2. We read some of this, but I'm going to read the beginning. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of yourselves is better. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus did. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. And at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh man, we were singing that song and I can't remember the words exactly, but it was like, let my song bring you glory. And I had this moment and I thought like, is that really my prayer? When I sing, let it bring you glory. When I preach, let it bring you glory. When I live my life, let it, let it bring you glory. It was Jesus' prayer that was, his, that was what he wanted. Father, let everything that I do bring you glory. And when my life, when that's my prayer, that when Jesus shows up and says, this is something we got to deal with. I don't want this in your life anymore. Okay, get rid of it because everything I want in my life is to bring you glory. To say Jesus was obedient to the Father, so he humbled himself. And lastly, James 4, which we read, where it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. And I think this is so important right now. But I want to show you that one part where it says he gives grace to the humble. That what actually happens in the moment that we decide, okay, God, I'm going to humble myself here, is that there is a rush of grace that comes in. In fact, there's an expansion that begins to take place. There's an increase that begins to take place. 
And I just felt like the Lord say this to us as a church. That if you will be obedient to the Father in humbling yourself in whatever capacity that it looks like for you, and even in the days ahead, remember we talked about offense lying at the door. That that was one of the warnings that the Lord had given us for this hour, watch for offense. To combat offense, you will need humility. But watch as you choose humility, as grace begin to enter that situation and cause expansion to take place and cause an opening to take place, cause an expansion of borders to take place in your life. and cause you to go deeper in his spirit. I, I've seen it in my own life. And I know the stages of it. I know the stages that start of like, this is extremely painful. And everything in me wants to fight for my own rights. Jesus in the garden. I don't know if he thought this, but I know he prayed, if you could take this cup. Imagine, I'm not guilty of anything that they're saying, God. Not any of it. I'm being wrongfully charged. And I know what this means for me to walk this out. My friends are going to run from me. My enemies are going to laugh at me. And I'm going to painfully hang on that cross. But nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. And I pray that we make that our prayer. Nevertheless, your will be done. And watch as the grace of God rushes into that place. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.